This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Touchdown. Vershawn Jackson, number 34, gets the touchdown. Terrell Farley. Terrell Farley. Terrell Farley. Defending Terrell Farley. Who last week in his first start was a holy terror. Number 43. And Jake Bakoven. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Powered by Bauer. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. I'm all the way on location. Wichita, picking up cards. Is that all right? I'm still here. Now, is this thing on, by? Oh, it's on, yep. Okay, now listen to this one. Special teams. Special teams. I, I, I You know, to save people from getting hurt, I kind of like that, that. I like the format that we set up. I thought that format should have been geared more towards the offense because it was right there, point of attack, and the guy had a lot of time to set up blocks. Uh, it's a long time to hold blocks, so I, I'm not. I just thought that that was a, that was a neat drill to do. It was a really really neat drill to do, and it was live drill. Uh, Fleeks looked the best to me. I, I like him as a return guy. Um, our punt game looked decent. Field goals was okay. Got one block, I know. Uh, but I wasn't I wasn't overly impressed with the two failed fake punts. Just wasn't. Yeah. I I, I they, they ain't the guys. They're not the guys to do the fake punts. Well, kind of strange to they, call it, that in a spring game, don't you think? Huh? Twice? You think that's kind of odd to call in a spring game uh, once, let alone twice, is the is a, a fake punt? No, because you want to see what they're going to do in live action. You want to see how they're going to respond. You want to see how the defense is going to respond. So I thought that that was excellent because some at some point during the season, I can almost guarantee you somebody's going to try a fake punt on them. So defensively, the fact that we stopped it, that was the one Wallen did a great job, right? Yeah. Um, he's 93? Yeah. Yeah, but, but but I thought that, you know, you got to work on everything that you may see in a game. And so the fake punt to me, I thought it was a great, you know, you got to see if it's going to work. Yeah. You got to see if your punter can, can, can make somebody miss and go. But neither, neither attempts work. So we got to go back to the drawing board on those attempts and say, well, what can we do differently? Maybe you need to snap it to the up back. Make sure you got a guy that can run a little bit and it, it, it can do something with one-on-one with the guy in space. But if you don't try it, you don't know. And I'd imagine they're going to scrap that out of the playbook or figure out a way they can tweak it where it's a little bit better uh, 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 executed. But special teams, C. 
Yeah, I, I, I thought, too, the, the kick return, um, uh, what they did uh, was was interesting, too, because, you know, I, knew, I know they're doing it for safety reasons in, in the group reps, so I think that makes sense. But kick returns these days, uh, a lot of them are just fair catches, and you, and you take it up but in, in that, uh, you know, you take it up at the 25, but in, in that in the way that they did it, um, you know, that makes it less likely that you're going to, to, to fair catch that. And, of course, they didn't do that. I uh, know the re- returners were fair caught, I don't believe, at least for the kick returns. Um, but, you know, I thought that was fine um the like you said i don't know if they're going to run fake punts you know a lot of times you get it to um you know what is it the up man in the middle instead of the the punter you know sometimes you'll still run it with the punter they ran it with the punter twice um and they just didn't have the athleticism i know they only needed three or four yards but to to break a tackle um so that needs work if if that's what they're going to run with it or maybe they were just you know that's the time to to try it try it out and see if the punter can can make a move and, and impress you there um but i gotta tell you that most interesting thing to me obviously was bleak Rhodes missed field goals uh he was one of three on the day you're starting field goal kicker last year um the wind was not nice we know it was not perfect weather for a field goal um expedition but that's why what made it so good is that you know it's going to be like a fall uh saturday there in the in the fall um and so, I mean, I, I'm just continuing to be intrigued to see if Tristan Alvano, the freshman, uh, comes into camp and, and unseats Bleak Road. Um, Bleak Road's solid, I think, and 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 I and I think you could you could certainly go through the year with him as your kicker, but maybe Alvano is a bit of an upgrade, um, and, and, and obviously just, you know, one of three, that's not what you're looking for from your, your starting kicker. Well, I think it was a very average day for the uh, special teams. Nothing, nothing really – Special stood out. It was just a special team's day. I know you don't really go through all the hoop hard in it about spring ball, but, you know, it was enough to get the job done. And only thing, you know, like I said, weather did play a little factor in the wind, but you got to also think in late October, November, how the wind is going to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to look out for that part. And um, with the fair – with the fake punts, I think it was just to keep the defense – you know, on their feet and just something you don't really see, but it was a good thing that we we was alert for it and not to let it go all the way for a touchdown. Yeah, because, I mean, if, 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 if those guys that made the play didn't make those plays, then they would still been running. And, I, I mean, I, again, I like the call. I think special teams, you got to do special plays and you got to do wrinkles and – you got you got to do those things because you're gonna see them, you're gonna see them. So you got to do them. So you know, overall, I thought it was a, a C minus day for you know us. I don't, I, I, I mean, I can't tell you a guy that really, really like stood out and caught my eye that made me say, "Wow," you know what I'm saying? But the running back, I thought Grant Ramirez looked good. Sims, Spotty. But you can tell that he's got an upside that uh, big playability, right? Could put you in some tough situations, got to clean up the turnovers. But I thought overall it was exciting to see the spring. It was exciting to see the boys out there hitting, flying around, having fun. And you know what? It's a, it's a new rule. So we got to see how they take the film from this game and learn from it and become better for the fall because – if they play the way that they played in this spring against Minnesota, I can tell you right now they'll come back home licking their wounds, and they'll be staring down a Colorado football team that's a pretty good football team based on the spring that I watched, and it'll be an exciting crowd. Now, 
I do want to talk about this. I don't know if we got to throw it to break yet, and you let me know. No, we got a few minutes. But I wanted to. Okay, I wanted to. I I, I don't want. And, and, and let me just let me just let me just before I talk about this, let me go back to Coach Solich. It was a probably an honor, one of my biggest honors, to be able to take a picture with two of my best coaches that I will always remember for the rest of my life, Coach Solich and Coach Osborne. I'm gonna hit that on my Twitter, so be looking for that. But the fact that we honor Coach Solich by naming the locker room after him, I it, it, man, that, the atmosphere was amazing, man. And I, I, I got to take my hat off to Coach Solich, to Pam. I love Pam like a mom. Uh, she was so happy to see me. Clinton Childs was there. So I know Coach was happy to see him and a, a, a host of other uh, players that played for him. But for us to honor Coach Solich as a player, as a coach, as an assistant coach, and as a head coach, to me shows how if Coach if if, if Frost never had the ability or the, the wherewithal or whoever made that decision, you know, whether that was Trev, whoever, they got to take my hat off to them. They're paying homage to the people who paved the way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we all talked about kind of a C minus on the field, A plus, uh, you know, off the field. I guess you know, outside of the football stuff, um, because between uh, the Frank Solge acknowledgement and, and like you said, I mean, we kind of knew Solge was going to be there, um, and that was that was great in and of itself. But to get the locker room named after him, uh, very very much deserved. And I know some people are thinking, okay, so the Bob Devaney's named this, the Tom Osborne Field, you got the Bob Devaney Sports Center, now you got the Frank Solge locker room, and think, well, maybe. Uh, you know, his coaching tenure wasn't quite up to the ranks with theirs. But, I mean, for Frank, it's all about his time as an assistant coach. You guys talked about him on those those 95 teams as well as head coach. I'm not taking that away. His time as a player. I mean, this guy, just for all the time that he put in as a Nebraska football, um, to be kind of – to. You know he's he's kind of maybe in that in that that group of just not quite an icon, but this cements him uh, in my mind kind of as an icon for Nebraska football, and I love it. Um, been asking for that for years, and that's that's what this that's what the, that's why I call it an A plus. So, you know, along with the new Herbie, blonde Herbie. Uh, you know, we can make jokes about it, or you know, for some people it doesn't matter too much. But those are a couple things that people, you know, Husker fans have been asking for for years. Uh, Matt Rule comes in, and uh, you know whether it was him or administratively Trevor. Alberts, um, they found a way to very much uh, appease the fans uh, with that stuff, and, and you can say, you know, maybe that doesn't matter, or that's kind of the, the sideshow, but that that is the, that's what we. That, I mean, this is this felt like something that you would do if, when Coach Frost came in, right? This was like, okay, yep. this, this this was kind of the unifying thing that we were kind of looking for Frost and, and his staff to do um, that didn't really uh, didn't really didn't really happen. And so I think you kind of make up for some of that over the years by, by getting it done now and just unbelievable, unbelievable job for everybody in that department for all the off the field stuff that they got going for the spring game. You know, I got to say this about the new Herbie because I, you know, I got a chance to high five him and do all that stuff. But, and I love the entrance. I love all that stuff, but to all my motorcycle riders, to all my motorcycle riders, what did you think about the entrance? Hit us up on the, on, on the Twitter, Facebook, wherever you're at. Hit us up and let us know what you thought about Herbie riding on the back of the motorcycle. I just want to know what you guys thought about that. 
I thought it was cool. I wish Herbie would have been the only one riding on it. But, hey, you know what? It is what it is. You know what I like? Hmm. When they... When they when they did that, kick them T-shirts out. Oh yeah. When they had the drum and was just shooting those T-shirts off, that was the highlight for me for Herbie. I, I, that's when I really was like, all right, I wish he would have came out like that with that thing with that drum just shooting T-shirts off. I, that, that that was good. That was good for me to see that. Somebody off the text line, I think it's kind of funny, pointed out something that I kind of thought, um, basically, that they liked the liked the new Herbie, um, but they didn't understand quite what's going on with his cheeks. Between his, between his cheeks and his, his eyes, I feel like I feel like this was like the first, like the rough draft that they come back when it's like, hey, we need a new Herbie. They bring him back and the uh, you know the 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 first time they bring him back, the whoever you know whoever was okay and said perfect, bring him on. I would have made a little a couple tweaks, but ultimately he looks pretty good. I'm not gonna drag him down too much. I just I just think that he looks a little bit odd, uh, but that's fine. I think there's a few things I would have tweaked, but you know it's, it's not my decision. Was that was I the only one that saw the forty five on the field? No, uh, you know, no, absolutely incredible. I wonder what that was about. Well, that was for Frank Solich, his 45. Yeah, 45 ah, Frank that makes Solich. sense yeah. now. See? <laughs> Bach, you're super smart, Bach. Yeah. The 45s, did we know that before? Uh, they announced it on Twitter or, you know, through their social medias. I believe it was the morning of. Oh, um, okay, I yeah. missed that memo. But that was I thought that that oh then that was pretty sweet then to have that yeah to put the forty five I was that was sweet then that was super sweet to send Solich off I would I would hope that the running back coach would get you know with Coach Solich because I, I I think I know he's a great head coach okay but I think he's a greater running backs coach seriously because I still see bad ball technique. Guys running to the left, they got the ball in the right arm. Guys running. The one run that Ramirez had, he was running to the left. He probably could have dealt with the guy, but he had the ball in the right hand. So when the guy came, of course, from inside out, what could he do? He couldn't stiff arm him across his body. But had he had that ball in the left hand, he could have lowered his shoulder. He could have stiff armed him. There's a lot of things that he could have dealt with that guy. And I want to just see more technical uh, um, um, techniques being used by our football team. These are all techniques that I learned in my two years of playing fullback. These are techniques that I've learned that that I've also used to teach running backs, ball carriers. It doesn't matter if you're a running back. If you touch the ball and you're running to the left, great ball technique is you put the ball in the left arm, outside arm, vice versa. And this, these are things that I've been talking about for the last 10 years around here that we've got to get fixed. We've got to get ball technique. That's something that's simple, but in the, in the grand scheme of things, sometimes some coaches and some people think it's not. It's not that, oh, well, I don't really care. I just don't want them fumbling. Well, I'm telling you, the difference between a guy with good, uh, with great ball technique and, and not good ball technique is probably 60-yard touchdown runs.
Yeah, they. I mean, I, I think we'll we'll see. You know, the running back room. Um, see how much better it gets. And and I am interested in that too. I mean, Coach Soul just kind of talked about. You know, did a lot of interviews. Uh, for this this week, and there's people asking if they're going to keep that 45 on for the field altogether. Um, um, you know, I hope they do for this year. I think that would be something that would be kind of cool to do in honor of Solage uh, for this season. It might have just been a spring game thing. Um, but you know, to to your point though too is is you know I've heard him kind of talk about he sat out this last year, uh, kind of enjoyed just watching college football from the couch and and learned what it was to be uh, you know a, an offensive coordinator from the couch because he, he said he had all the answers uh, when he was watching it from inside his living room. So with that being said, I think if Matt Rule wants to rely on him, EJ Barthel, you mentioned the, the running back coach there. Um, you know, hopefully, and I know Matt Rule's got his number, maybe pass that along, and you know I think that he would he would be happy happy to, to have conversations and, and, you know, maybe at times get out there. I don't want to speak for him, but, um, you know, I, I think he's something, somebody you can kind of lean on. The, the, that was kind of what all this this weekend was about, right? Kind of men in the fence with uh, uh, with Coach Solich. And this is a staff that's uh, not been shy about how they've, you know, kind of talked to the past and want to honor uh, the past Nebraska. And, 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 and we love that. I, I think that's just in, important, again, um, to feel like your coaching staff is somewhat one of you. And as Matt Rule comes in as a, a quote-unquote outsider, uh, he's done the best he can to kind of embrace himself uh, with the culture of Nebraska. So hopefully they can can give Solge a call and lean on him if they need to. I don't know. I, I thought it felt, it felt uh, as a former player, it felt, it felt good, man. That, that atmosphere felt good. You know, we didn't have – it wasn't um, – it wasn't tight. It didn't feel like – you know, um, like we, I mean, I walked through the front doors, you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, I have my lanyard on, of course, but, and those guys know me on the front, but, uh, it still felt good to be able to walk through the front and not be stopped, not be anything, but just be able to go and cheer those young men on. You know, I was right there in the tunnel myself, Warfield, Octavius McFarland, a couple other guys was in the tunnel when the guys came out, you know what I mean? And that, that to me, man, felt made me feel like I was a part, man. You know, that, I, it really did. I'm telling you, it made me feel like I was a part. So I, I think Coach Rule has done the best job as far as embracing the former guys and embracing the past. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think that's important. I guess the, the one concern I have is maybe, again, like doing almost too good of a job on that. Um, and then I hope that's not to make up for something on the field. But, I, again, from my takeaway from the game on the field is, you know, um, it, it, I, I, I think we, we've got to see uh, – I think I mean I still come away from that game thinking if they make a bowl game I think that's kind of the should be the goal here I know people talk about seven eight nine wins um, looks like they've got a ways to go for that for me I, I you know what I concur that I think um, and I think if you really went back and listened to what Coach Rule said I mean it's, it's a process so um, this, I, I don't think that this team is going to be a team that's going to jump on people quick I think we can surprise some people but as far as us just being that dominant football team right out of the gates. We've got a talent issue. We've got to fix the, the the covers are bare, and we got to build up from within, from the bottom up. And I think when, in the next couple of years, we'll be a force to be reckoned with. All right, you're listening to the captain here on 93.7 The Ticket. We've got to take a break, but we'll be back with the three-time national champ, Rashawn Jackson, the All-American and national champion himself, Terrell Farley, and myself, Buck, right here on the captain on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 